Hello, dear listeners. Welcome to this podcast with Pastor Mubarakota. Mubarakota is the founder and leader of Christ Love World Outreach, a global evangelical ministry that is impacting the lives of many worldwide. Mubarak, an anointed teacher of the word, teaches the good news that has the power to heal the brokenhearted, free the captives, and change lives. Stay connected as you receive God's inspired word. Now, today's message. Hallelujah. All right. Heavenly Father, speak to us in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. What a blessing. I want to welcome all those watching online. God bless you for coming. You that you are here also. Amen. All right. It's our month of soul winning. Amen. I hope you are learning a lot about soul winning. And um, I want to talk about the benefits of soul winning. But, good. I feel the Spirit of God wants us to take a little detour and look at something that's also very important before we come to benefits. Because I believe one of the things that we've seen and learned in this church over the years is to see the hand of God touch us. Amen. And we've learned how God is able to reach out to us. Amen. But I also believe that there are some important things that um, are needed if you really walk in the benefits of God. Amen. Anything that God promises, um, it needs to be received with understanding. Wherever there is a lack of understanding to the promises of God, there's a big frustration so that when God communicates but man does not understand, that gap can lead to the backsliding of man even. Amen. So Bible historians make us understand that it took over 120 years, I, I hope I'm getting it right, for the flood to come when God told Noah that he, he should prepare an ark. So Noah had to understand, amen, what God was saying. You see? Else, God will look like a, a liar. Hallelujah. So tonight, I want to share with you something that has to do with understanding. I don't know how to put it, but maybe understanding patience. Okay, or requirement for his blessings. I don't know how we would put it. I feel patience is one very important virtue that is required to receive the blessings of God. That's why in the scripture he said, you have need of what? Patience. But that word patience, I've treated this, but I still feel I, I need to talk more on it to have, let us understand what it really means. Amen. And... Uh, so you have need of patience so that after you've done the will of God, you shall now inherit or you might now receive the promises of God. Now, you must understand that everyone of us, we have a responsibility to be deeply rooted in our spirituality. Amen. You have a responsibility to be deeply rooted in your spirituality. 
every one of us here, you must be spiritual. Okay? Because without a firm spiritual foundation, your walk with God won't get anywhere. So the prerequisite, the first thing for anybody who wants to worship the Lord or who wants to serve the Lord must be spirituality. Amen. And spirituality basically your the level of your consciousness to the spirit of God, like to the realm of God, to the realm in which God operates. Without spirituality, you will be a casualty. Amen. So you must desire true spirituality. And I believe that the, the root of your spirituality is also tied to your depths in the word of God. Hallelujah. Your depths. So, spirituality equals depths in a word. So, everybody here, we must have a desire. Because, truthfully, I've come to understand that everything is in the word. But, a lack of appetite will take you away from it. A lack of appetite for the word. So spirituality also actually developing an appetite for like to just open your Bible and read. Someone say, where do I start from? Start from anywhere. Start from Psalms. Are you here? That's very important. Okay. So we are going to also focus on our spirituality. My devotion with God. My devotion. You are increasing in your devotion with God. That's spirituality. And it's reflecting on the outside. You are showing how you relate. Amen. This is the foundation on which now you can even understand God. Amen. Are you here? Good. Revelations 3.10 Because you have, because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. Because thou hast kept the word of my patience. Can we have a, uh, a contemporary version? Message. TPT, any of these ones. Because you have kept my word in passionate patience. Because you have kept my promise in what? Passionate patience. Because you have kept my word in what? Passionate patience. Because you have kept my word in Passionate patience. So, God expects you and I to keep his word. 
which is the word of his promise. In passionate patience. Are you here? (laughs) The word of my patience is like any word that requires patience to receive it or to see it fulfilled. I don't know if you get me. So, those who are able to keep God's work, God's word, in passionate patience, are those who see the fulfillment of that word. What is patience? Patience is a good natured tolerance of delay. A good natured tolerance. A good natured tolerance of delay. Are you here? A good natured tolerance. What he's saying here is, when I give you a word, bear in mind, it will delay. Anything, any word of God that comes and requires patience will mean there's a delay. But how will your attitude be in the space of that delay. How will your tolerance. Are you here? How will your tolerance. Be. In that delay. How will you cope. How will you cope with the delay. Do you, you get it. Which Mary says she's hungry. Um, Eunice says. I'm coming. I'll bring you food. She said at 8 o'clock in the morning. Meanwhile, Eunice is around in Sawam. She didn't really see the time. And Rosemary is sitting here thinking that coming is 30 minutes. And Rosemary is waiting. And it's 2 p.m. in the afternoon. And Eunice is still not in. How, when we enter, how will Rosemary look like? Will she be lying on the floor rolling? Will she squeeze her face? Will she be talking all around here? Will she be insulting uh, Eunice? If Rosemary, if we can come and meet Rosemary seated, smiling, cleaning the church, then we, we will take her. She's had a good natured tolerance of the delay of, of, of the process. Now, God wants you and I to possess, to have his word with passionate, good-natured tolerance of the delay. Are you here? All right. So, any word that is given by God, 
but will require certain things from you to be fulfilled is what we call the word of his patience. And here we are talking that thing that is required from you to be fulfilled is what we call patience. And as you walk with the Lord, you will have to keep his word in passionate patience most of the time. Because I've come to realize a lot of the things that God tells us, it doesn't happen instantly. You know, a pastor is one who has just gone one step ahead of you. Oh, have you ever seen a sheep and a shepherd and the shepherd is around Ashalibutri and the sheep is walking around Medina? No. They are always within close range. So, your pastor, he steps into marriage, he sees one or two things and says, hey, Ghana, let me tell you about marriage before you enter. He steps into uh, pastoral meet this thing. He says, Ghana, let me tell So, pastor is not so high and so far. Pastor is just a step ahead. Do you, do you understand? So, what pastor has seen or experienced with God and his meditations are the little things that, or the, and the little things that God is expressing to him is what pastor is also trying to say. I'm yet to see out of 10 words God will give you, I'm yet to see even up to two manifested instantly. Did you hear what I said? I said, out of the 10 promises, let's say God gave you 10 promises. I'm yet to see even up to two manifest instantly. So, the honors lies on us. The responsibility lies on us. You and I, to understand this phrase of the word of his patience, what it means, what it carries. Because, you see, he said, for you have need of patience. But he didn't really explain what that patience was. He only said, you really need it. But he didn't go deeper. But in Revelation 3, then he was commending some people for having that patience. And we want to look at what those people actually did or what it really means that we say, ah, this... This girl was actually, she actually waited on the Lord. This guy actually waited on the Lord. Are you here? Okay. So, God is telling you and I, is it's the English that put that word there, delay. But actually, the truth is, that is the process of God. In real sense, there's no delay with God. Delay is in our realm. Do you get it? It's like time. In the realm of God, there's no time. Time is in our realm. Are you with me? <laughs> so, when English is saying delay, yeah, we are just saying delay to understand. But actually, God never meant that it will come instantly. We did not understand what he said. God never meant that a time like this. 
You see, when he was even given the promise to Sarah, he said, according to the time of life. Who, what is the time of life? Is it a year, two years, three years? We don't know. As you live, you will see it. That's the meaning. As you live, in the time of your life, I will bring you a son. It was never next year or next two years. It may have happened a year. I will certainly return to thee according to the time of life. That is the definition of God. Am I here? Do I have a witness here? Okay. So, when God speaks, and we lack understanding, we suffer. Or, because if I said, I'm coming, and you said, you thought that my coming was in 20 minutes, but actually I didn't really put a time to it, Whose fault is it? You. Because you didn't understand my coming. It could have been, I'm coming briefly, I'm coming next year. Okay. So, having understood this, he said, you have kept, you see, these are the dealings of God. He said, "You you have kept the word of my patience. You have done it. You have fulfilled it. Elsewhere, I told people, you have need of it. But as for you, you have actually kept my word with passionate patience. Hallelujah. So, anyone who has received a word from God, anyone who is expecting something from God, Anyone who has had a promise from God, okay? Anyone who has received a word from God, and what are some of the words you, 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 you can receive? You will be a great woman of God. is the word of my patience. You are blessed. You will do well. You will not be broke. You will prosper. You will travel around the world. I see you walking in the anointing. I see you have a mega church. <laughs> you will do well. I see greatness on you. The, all these are promises that require passionate patience. They don't happen in a day. Tomorrow by this time, God will visit you. Which of the tomorrow actually? And sometimes the mistake we men of God do, okay, is we try to cage God. And God cannot be caged. We try to put time on God. And God cannot be timed. And so, when our time 
elapsed. You know, there's nothing frustrating like having time timelines. Like, for instance, someone is coming to church and you tell the person, "What time do you close?" You say, "Our service is from nine to 12. Once you say nine to twelve, the person locks the mind. It's twelve. They start frowning. But once you say, "Oh, we start at nine. We start at nine. They are okay. Are you here? So, the timing, when I sit down and, and see, based on what I need, and based on how I'm feeling, I think God must show up this week. <laughs> Are you receiving understanding? Then God does not show up this week. Then, so, immediately God does not show up this week. Do you know what happened? Our energy expires our strength expires and we realize that for the rest of the journey we can't because we have manufactured the product and we have put an expiry date on the product all with our mouth and manufacture has taken place expiry has taken place and still god has not showed us like okay then god is a liar but is god really a liar Is God really a, a liar? Maybe on tech campus, one of those that you met a man of God, he prophesied, you will be very great. Hey, maybe that is 30 years from now. You will be rich. Maybe that's 15 years from now. You will walk in the anointing. Your pastor calls you, say, come and pour soil. I see you walking in the anointing. I see you carrying prosperity. It's like, okay, what about what the pastor said? God is blessing you. God is, I see God blessing you. I see God taking you out of where you are and setting you on a stage. And I see multitudes. I see the anointing on you. All these things are the lies. This year, I will bless you. God told us this year is your year. He's going to prosper us this year. Has he lied? Did he say he will come in January? Did he say, he said this year. Did he say we'll come in June? Did he say we'll come in February? Why are you weary? We are in March. It's like already in March, God has lied. Why did you put a, a month on it? So, in the realm of the spirit, you've left your position. Your heart is no more in the position to receive from God because you know, you've written off that God is a liar. Because he said, next year, God said we should sow. Next year, he will visit us. Okay, next year, how many months more till the year goes off? And God is already a liar. Why? Because we can't keep the word of his patience. 
on on Sunday evening, as when one of us came in and showed me, said Saturday evening I was in the house. Someone came to give me a car. A car. The person just gave me a car. I said, send me the picture. This this is God in our midst. He said, we will get our car. This is God. Did, I, uh, did you buy? He said, did, did he said, it was a gift. So I said, I lay on the in the floor in the office. I said, God, this is a clear sign that you are here. Mr. Oda Goteka, this one to ask him. It's a clear sign you are here. Don't make God look like a liar because of your attitude or your ill-natured tolerance for delay. Don't make God look like a liar because of your ill-natured tolerance of delay. Don't make God look, because if you keep on like that, you will deviate. You will backslide. You will be offended at God. But God is God. God is God. You get offended, you lose. You lose. Who can make a case against God? Which court will you take it to? Which judge will sit on it? Who will prosecute? Who shall bring a case against God? I think it was Eli. He said, if someone has an issue, God is the one who judges. But when someone now has an issue with God, who will judge it? Who will judge? Which court? Which court will you present this case? For you have kept the word of my patience. You see, Satan will want to move you out of that place of peace, of faith, of trust, so that by the time God is showing up, you have left your position. But when you understand what passionate patience means, you will not be offended. You will not move. You will not backslide. You will be strong in faith. Bible says Abraham was strong in faith. He staggered not at the promise of God. But was strong in faith. Against hope he believed. Abraham was what? Strong in faith. One day Abraham was, he was tired. He was talking to God. He said, God, are you not going to do anything? Seeing that this Eliezer is the one who will inherit everything. Then God reassures him, no, you will give birth. You will give birth. He nearly moved out with the issue of Hagar. Say, God is true. God is faithful. Say, God is faithful. Revelations 3.10 TPT or message 
message. Because you have kept my word in passionate patience. Because you have kept my word. Because you have what? Kept my word. Because you didn't say it was January or February. Or you didn't say by March. I should see it. But you, you, you were okay. You kept a nice face. You kept going and coming. You kept doing what you had to do. I, I will also preserve you. I will make it come to pass. Doesn't mean that if we don't keep his word with passionate patience, we will even end up losing the promise. It's possible. Yeah. It's possible. <clears throat> Many people have been disillusioned and disappointed in God. And they would not have if they had waited. Can I say that again? Many people have been disappointed in God. Many people have been disillusioned. They've come to a place where it was like, they believe the thing, but suddenly it's like, ah, it's a lie. And it would not have been like that if they had just kept the word of his patience. But because they did not keep the word of his faith, everything became like a lie. Jeremiah said, Lord, you have lied to me. <laughs> you have lied. You said I should say this, but when I say you did not do it. So, brothers and sisters, we must keep his word in passionate patience. Remember, not just patient, but passionate patience. Passionate patience. Patience that is guarded. Patience that is good, nurtured properly. You know you can wait on something, but not in the right way. Yep. You can do something, but not the way you ought to do it. Remember, God does not lose out. You lose out. Some people have gone off. Some people have backslidden. Some people have fallen into apostasy. Did God show up for Abraham? Did God show up for Joseph? Did God show up for David? He will show up. But imagine that Abraham went off. Who would have suffered? Abraham, Abraham would not have become Abraham. But God would have been God. The Bible says the word of the Lord. Until his word came, the word of the Lord tried Joseph. It tried him. So there's a period of trial with the word. There's a period of trial with the promise. There's a period of trial with the prophetic word. Will you be able to stand? I want to share with you six requirements of patience. Six requirements of patience. Patience requires 
calmness. Calmness. Anyone who has received a word from God will need to what? Be calm. Are you here? Say anyone who has received a word from God will need to be calm. Now, let me illustrate it this way. By the way, calmness is the steadiness of your mind under stress. The what? Steadiness, like stability of the mind under stress. So, how many of you know a bear? Bear. Now, it is said, okay, that if at any point, anywhere, a bear attacks you, stand still. I think they are called grizzly bear or something. I don't know the name. Whether polar bear or grizzly bear. The, now, if you can give me a picture, a bear stands so tall, tough. It is said that anytime, anywhere, a bear shows up, just stay where you are. They will come around. They will sniff. They can even malhandle you, but they will never harm you. So they will come around. They will push you. They will kick you. But hey, if you run, that's it. So that, that picture is like a mind under stress. But it's steady. Like you are, you are so conscious of the state in which you are. You are so conscious. It's like a woman giving birth. You know, it's a, you, know you have to push too. Your mind must be steady. You must, you must push and become. If you joke, you can die. Because as you are pushing and mishandling your breath, it can take you off. Because it's painful. And there's this thing coming and you are in pain and you don't know, but it's like, keep your mind steady. So here you are under pressure, financial pressure, health pressure. Things are not going well. It's okay, take this off. Tension in the body. And God is saying, daughter, keep your mind steady. You are stressed, but keep your thoughts proper. Keep your thoughts, because if you joke, you backslide. If you joke, and it doesn't take a day or two to backslide. It's just one way then Satan comes in. And the whole thing becomes nyama. I know someone, a man of God. And every time I, I call, he talk, I talk to him or he calls me something. He's always looking for something new. Like, I want to go to Dubai. Ah, I, I want to, I want to go and do my masters. And this is like a prophet, a man of God. It's like. Why do people try 
things like this. Do you know why? Because people don't have the capacity to stay steady under stress, under pressure. There's a place in life, if you get and you do faith you can die. One day, one day, Bakakumase, I was in distress. Serious distress. And God said, where you are, if you joke, you, you can even go mad. You can go off. You can easily go off, brothers and sisters. Yes. So you keep steady. Like a dog. You know, these big dogs sometimes they come around, then they sniff you, and it's like you 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 joke. That's it. It's life and death. There are some issues that are like life and death. God gave you a promise. Ah, thank God for the promise. But you need a good natured tolerance of the delay not an ill-natured tolerance your tolerance should not be ill-natured you need calmness someone falls into water you will drown right now but just even by keeping calm you will go down and before you realize that calmness will bring you up again you got to be calm. I'm telling you. Before you see, you are saying God is not real. If you don't keep your mind. Huh? Before you see, you started blaspheming. Because what? God didn't show up. Job's wife said, curse God and die. Just curse him. He's wicked. You've lost everything. No, curse him. But you see, the man's mind was steady. Steady. Abraham was strong in faith. Strong mind. Strong mind. I saw a vision those days in Kumasi. I was in a tunnel. And there were people following me. And I'd come and I'd read halfway through. And it would look like the thing was stressful. It's like, you know, people who say, I'm scared of, what do, you, what do you call it? Closed spaces. I don't know. Come again. Claustrophobia. Claustrophobia. If you joke, you pass out. Keep calm. You lock him in a room, he's, he's dead. He's dead. The mind must be steady. One time I was watching these British recruits doing their training on Discovery Channel and they said they want to take fear out of them. They want to do what? Take fear. And do you know what they do? <laughs> Some rocks, they've packed the rocks and the space is just like this. And they pack all of them. You enter as you are crawling in the rock, it's like maybe 30 meters, maybe from here to Mamishilo's place. And you have to, you see the rocks. And they don't let one person go and come home. They don't let one person enter when he finishes. They pack all of, all of you inside. 
like sardine. Now imagine, hey, God, help us. Kaduna Valia. Imagine you are in this tunnel and the first person faints. And you are in the middle. When you turn, there's someone behind you. If you die, you've died a foolish death. You've died your own death. That is where your mind must be strong. You tell yourself, I won't die here. You tell yourself, I'm not going down here. Ah, I won't go down here. I will hold on. If this training will kill us, they will not put us inside. The instructors certainly know what they are doing. They know. Because if the first person dies, that means that the, the one in the middle, if they are going to be there for 30 hours, they say military training tells you that you must be there. And keep your mind strong. Keep your mind. That's how Christianity gets sometimes. You must tell yourself, I'm not dying here. Brother, man of God, when it gets tough, you must stay calm. You must have strong mental ability. You must say, I don't go down here. Oh, man of God, if God said it and he has not done it yet, don't fret. Don't give up. Because I'm not going down here. You see the picture I created? It's a true story. If you were in the middle and the first person and they pass out anyhow, then now they will give a command. Retreat. So it means you have to keep your composure. If you go and buy training, you die. It's your own death. Strong mental. Steady mental capacity. Under stress. You are under stress, but your mind is working. That's the call of God. That's what patience is. You are losing your mind, but still, you've left a little portion of the brain to say, hey, I'll wait on the Lord. <laughs> Many people have gone awful. Many people have backslidden. Many people have gone awful. I'm telling you. I'll be strong. I'll be strong. Say, I'm receiving strength. Number two. Patience requires composure. Number one is what calmness. Calmness is almost like composure. But I want us to look at an aspect of being calm which has to do with collectedness. Like your ability to put yourself together and keep yourself okay. Do you get it? Imagine a soldier in this tunnel like this. Do you know that medal they call they say what? Bravery under fire. Or they have done something American Army. Bravery under fire. Huh? It's like you're in a plane field, they open fire and you fall down and you crawl. They are shooting. You know, if you lift your head one inch, a bullet will get you. 
but you keep your you keep your composure you are collected things are not going well but Charlie your praise is on man of God things are tight promises are not coming delay but your composure you are up you are just okay you keep going you keep coming eh, then nobody will see it on your face people think you're okay but Charlie you are surviving that is what God wants from us. When he told them, because you have kept my word with passionate patience, what he was telling them was that you have been collected in your approach of keeping my promise. You have kept yourself. You didn't miss, you didn't scramble your hair. You didn't go, you, you, didn't, you didn't scream, you didn't fret. We brought you out of the tunnel and you were standing. That's a good soldier. Yes. Collectedness. 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 You go through a very terrible experience, but when people see you, they say, hey, you look like you just came from UK. Collectedness. They don't know what you are going through. They don't know what you are going through, but you are collected. You are calm. You are collected. You are dealing with a serious uh, uh, medical condition, but when they see you, you are laughing. Ah, that's what God expects. That is why, that is what, that is what God expects you to do, child of God. So he will come and say, huh? because you have kept my word in passionate patience, because you have, you have had a good nature tolerance towards my promise, I will also keep you and I will bless you. Collectedness. Collectedness. Yes. 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 <laughs> Number three, constancy. You don't change. Constancy. Pressure causes people to change. Constancy. The, the ability of being free from variation, man of God. The ability of being free from variation. It's good we laugh. It's not good people frown. Can you laugh when it's not good? That is constancy. That is constancy. That is constancy. You preach. When you preach and you tell people, do you know the day I was preaching, this is what I was going to, they will open their mouth and say, ah! no, 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 I don't believe. Yeah, you are constant. Your preaching is not sad. Your preaching is not hard. You're, you are not... You are not moved. Because you know what you are waiting on the Lord for. This is how our fathers inherited the promise. This is how our fathers inherited the promise. This is how Abraham got it. To be constant. To be constant. APG. Your ability to just Keep, you see, you don't do less because now things are not okay. And you don't do more because things are better. You are just the way you are. Say, I'll be the way I am. Pressure will not cause me to change. Constancy. 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 <laughs> 
diligent. Passionate patience means to be diligent. You see, all our Christian walk is, is sometimes reduced to emotions and sensationalism. You get it? So that, man of God, your motivation is the day it is, it is good, that's the day you do good. When you feel good, you do good. You don't feel good, you don't do good. The work that has been given to us. Are you diligent? There are times you wake up and you don't even have transportation. It should not show on your face. God! God! Don't you care about me? After all, I'm going to preach your word. Don't you care? How will I go? How will I buy fuel? How will I get money for Uber? Is it not your word I'm going to preach? But you be diligent. He's, 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 he's looking out for someone who... Be patient. I've, listen, we've walked from Emina. I personally, I've walked from Emina to, what's the name? Tech. Not once, not twice. Yeah. There were times we would go for outreach. I'm talking about diligence. So. There were times we would go for outreach, brother. And guess what? We will not even have transportation to come back. There were times we went for crusade. And if Vanessa and Jemima did not give us food, they are shito and they are sardines, we will not have food to eat. Yeah. Was it not his work? Was it not his work we were doing? I've had testimonies that have blown my mind. As I, one time Bishop Doug was preaching, he said, many years ago in their church, someone was going to travel abroad. And they went to see the person, to pray for the person. Then when they finished, give me a mic. When they finished, they made a request, a whole church will, not like a pastor wants something. The whole church made a request that, please, if you go and you are coming, buy us a cordless mic. A mic, a cordless, lighthouse. The whole lighthouse church. There was a time. He went to tell someone, please, if you are coming. The, the person said, oh, don't worry, I'll buy it. 
Bishop, that's it. If it's tomorrow that the person will bring that, that cordless, they are here to see it. Today, I was just thinking about some of the teachings I've heard Bishop now. How he married, he, listen, he, his house help, his wife, and two kids lived in a single room. <laughs> he said, when he moved to his house, they are not down the floor, there were no louvers. Should this stop you from preaching? That you don't have money. That you don't have transport. Should that affect your teaching? Should that affect your diligence? Should that affect your evangelism? No. Then you don't know how to wait on God. Then you don't know how to wait patiently. Then you don't know how to keep the word of his patience. Then you don't know how to passionately wait in patience. We must be diligent. It is required for you to inherit the promise. I'm explaining you. You have need of patience. I didn't say it. He said it. You have need of patience. And I'm, I'm trying to explain to you what this patience means. I don't know why he says we need it. But I think I preach a message. What God accomplishes in patience. Maybe we can get that endurance and all that. But he's saying now that your patience means or it requires your patience requires diligence. Will you be diligent? Will you painstakingly still apply the same quality of effort towards your work, even on bad days? That is what patience is. That's what diligence is. Will you still act, give it the, the, the necessary care it demands? Number five. Are you here? Patience requires persistence. Persistence. We when we stop, you see, there are some things. Eh? When you stop, you've. <laughs> I don't know how to put it, but. Uh, come in. Uh, it's too. It's not that it's too costly, but there's something. When you stop, you've declared your own end. I don't know if you. 
What is the easiest way to quit your job? Stop going. Or, I don't know if you get me. Like, I've employed you. See, you, you want to be a pastor? Yes, okay. Now, take care of it. The, if I hear three Sundays continuously, you've not gone to preach. God forbid. What does it mean that you've stopped? You, that's, you've, ended, you've, you, you've not told me, but you've ended it. We had a pastor here, uh, uh, someone here, who started, we put them, the person on program, he won't do it. Everything we tell the person, he won't do. So, ah, prayer, he won't join. Nothing. He's like, he won't tell you that I've, not, I've stopped the church. Room. But, one day I called the person, and I said, ah, why are you doing this? Because in my mind, I know you are still here. The person, oh, you, you didn't get it. You didn't understand. I'm just trying to show you that I'm, I'm not here again. Come in. Indirectly. You don't, it's, I'm just trying to let you know I'm not here. I'm not part of you. Yeah. I'm just trying to let you know. Oh, is that how to say goodbye? That's my own goodbye. I'm not here. So I said, okay, take this person out. Take her out. Take, take the person out of the pitch. He said he doesn't want to be here. Essential things a child of God should never stop doing. When you stop, you are declaring yourself as a prodigal child. When you stop, you are, you are making a statement. There are some actions when you put them out. <laughs> because of your inability to nurture. Tolerance. Once you put them out, it means so much. Do you get it? Yeah. It means, it's, it's a beginning of an era. Let's say every day if I come, excuse me, this is just an example. But every day if I come, maybe uh, three people, when they see me, they will wake up. Oh, Papa, you are welcome. Then, for the past three, anytime I enter, they are sitting down. It means something. Or you don't think so. It means something. It means that we are trying to let you know, look, that time has, you know, it has passed. Let's say every day you text me, Papa, good morning. Then, one morning when I wake up, Mubarak, how are you? You see, it means something. Yes. You, you are not pers- you've not been persistent. What you are doing, you stopped it. So, there's a meaning to it. There's a meaning to it. We stop giving. There's a meaning. Maybe we are tired of you, God. You stop coming to church. We are tired. When someone visits you alone, they stop visiting you. Don't you think there's a meaning? Or they are busy? Nobody is too busy. It's just a matter of priority. Are you too busy to eat? No matter how busy you are, there are people you always talk to. There are people you always find time to reply messages. There are people you always call. Or... Yes. If you are busy, you talk to your boss. Hey, you talk to him because he's a priority. So persistence in doing the things of God and not stopping 
It's a sign that you've not given up on God. Because when you give up on God, the sign that you have given up may not be to open your mouth and say, God, I have given up. No, nobody is a fool to do that. But the sign that you've given up on God starts with giving up on things that you have to do that you don't do again. You don't pray again. You don't fast again. When you see the prayer you're doing, then you put it aside. It's, it's a sign of something. You're not persistent. Evangelism, you don't go again. It's suddenly, it's so burdensome to travel from this thing to OEB. It's so burdensome to travel to airport. It's not something that you, you something that you would have gladly done. And it's a sign that you are not keeping the word of promise. It's a sign. But that's actually what he deserves from us. Some people actually say, we've given. But we won't give again. Yes. I won't give again. This year, no giving. God better honor his promise first before I start giving. Hey. You're going awful. If you are declaring something you yourself, you don't understand. Sometimes when people do things, I, I just judge their thing and I say, this person doesn't understand what he's doing. And when, me, when I sense you don't understand what you are doing, I won't take you serious. Yeah. Because if you understand the implications of things you do, huh? like the implication of throwing your hand at your pastor, yes, you, 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 if you really understand what it means in the realm of the spirit, you won't do it. Right here. Right here. <laughs> right here. Pastor Zah asked someone, clean the church. He said, I won't clean. Do you think it has implications? You are persistent. You don't give up. You see, don't let anything change. Don't let, you see, don't let your waiting, your, your expectation, the things you are trusting God for, don't let that, the stress that it brings to you change your persistence of following God. Because everybody at one point in time will be weighed down. Vanessa is here. Three, four months ago, you were tested. Yes. Let me share her testimony with you. I'm talking about persistence. So the thing looks dead, but you still go. Why are you leaving Winnie back to Accra? Persistence. Not giving up on the thing. Vanessa was working at Winneba. That road is one of the riskiest, I don't know if it's riskiest route. Wednesday like this, you see Vanessa in boots. Her feet are dirty. Sat in trot from Winneba to Mango Lane. 
she will sleep then Thursday morning sometimes she will go back this kept on for about five months or so back and forth someone who has just married oh, the husband lives here she's there weekends she goes and comes weekends she goes and and on top of that her church was at OEB so aside everything Sunday morning she has to go to OEB in fact Saturday she'll go and do evangelism then Saturday evening she will stay uh, to the evening and come back. There were times we used to leave or you'd be 11 o'clock. And maybe Vanessa sounds my message actually. I'll finish with her. She will go back. Come back to church or you be. Be in church or you be finished. Come back for leaders meeting. Come go back late. 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock and the next morning at dawn, she has to wake up and go back to Winneba. And when she goes to Winneba, she's going back to the seashore to do her project. Wednesday repeats the same thing again. So one day I was talking to Vanessa in the office. Then I asked, so what have you been praying? Is it? Because there's something, it's you and God. Do you know what she told me? She said, Papa, I've prayed. I feel God sees, God is telling me, wait. Is that not what you say? So God said to me, What? Wait. Have patience. That's the meaning of wait. God said, Wait. Now, in her waiting today, let me tell you what God has done. She doesn't have to go to Winneba again because now her work, which is a, even a new job, God gave her because the work she was doing. Before the work will end, they give her a new job. Little did she know that that work has been terminated. So when her colleagues called and said, Oh, oh my, oh my, yeah, deal. oh my, my, they've killed our contract. She was just quiet because the same place where their contracts were killed, that is the same place she got her new job. Her new, don't clap yet. Her new job is six minutes away from her house. From airport to Winneba is how many hours? In torture, distress. Now you have to, you can even walk to, walk to work. A very good job, a multinational company. Okay. Her distance from her house to her church, which was another one hour, 32 or two hours, has now also been reduced to how many hours? Or how many minutes? Eight minutes. Because her house to her church it's just now eight minutes. Okay. Now, one of her main problems was Uber. Always taking Uber and Trotro. God, God says, wait. God says, wait. Saturday, I was there. Vanessa came and dropped khaki. I said, Vanessa, what is this? I'm coming. You will clap. This one is not a clapping. The proper clap there you can. He said, Papa, I woke up a car owner. That one wait, Vanessa, see what it has done. She didn't stop coming. She didn't stop evangelism. She didn't stop pushing it. This is how we get blessed. So what could, what could training, military training school? 
na yesi anopibia yebeye pt physical training eh uh, isaiah is show up joyce is show up patience is show up gabriel eh who gabriel tuesday so you who gabriel what's it was in gabriel person trial say training on you when you stop doing what you are doing you give god a reason not to show up god said what has god answered your prayer was it on your card are you taking your card now you can clap for jesus wait on the lord let us wait on god let us keep the word of his promise let us keep the word of his patience let us be persistent no let us stop let us keep pushing remember the scary part of this is that if you give up is your own life you give up on that's the sad thing with god that's how people follow god is like god was wicked to them david went by and said for the first time we did not go by the laid down procedure for the first time we took the ark but we did not go by the what the laid down procedure we took the ark but we did not go by the laid down procedure the way we handled the ark was not how god said it should be handled and that's why god struck the bible says david became scared of god that day listen if you don't hold yourself huh you are not the first person to follow God. There are people who have followed God and have become truck pushers. I'm telling you. There are people who have followed God and have backslidden and today they are drug addicts. You better hear what I'm telling you. You better hear. Yes. You will be shocked. Your inability to keep yourself can even lead to your untimely death. Yes. Yes. You are in a bathroom, you are bathing. Where's my towel? Wait. Then you come out. What are you then? A madman. APG, wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. Mayu, wait on the Lord. He's not doing anything in a day. And even if he doesn't do it, what can we say? Who will take God to court? Who will take God to court? What judgment will you bring? Who will be the judge to sit on that case? Who will be the judge? To sit on your case with God. 
Who will be the judge? All my message is, Charlie, keep your composure. Many young men of God have backslidden. Many have fallen off. Some have even gone mad. Yes. That's how people follow God and things go wrong and it's like, hey, what happened? And you get scared. These are some of the things. Inability to wait. Inability to wait. Inability to follow through. There's a place in God when you touch. It's better you had not touched it. Because if you touch it and fool, that is your end. So who constructs be muna wa bumpa ena nyame se chain me chain o oni mi obey. So who here be be finyame wo? If you are waiting on God for something and you pray, then God says, "I will do it." Wait. You better wait. You better wait. And in waiting, you keep doing what you have to do. You keep preaching. You keep giving. Giving your tithes. Sending your seeds. Doing evangelism. Worshipping. Doing your quiet time. Nothing has changed. Thanking him. He said, wait on him. Wait. You prayed. The salary is how much? 500 a month. And it's like, God is wicked. Don't worry. He said, wait. He said, wait. I have seen God turn people's destinies around overnight. So many times. I've seen God do miracles for people. In my own life, I've experienced the, the goodness of God. I wanted to marry. Everything said no. One day God said, wait. I said, wait. Don't talk about this thing again. Wait. I'll do it. I was there. They called me to come for the list. When you wait on God, he goes ahead to fight for you. What you don't deserve is what will come to you. What can, what can a man do for himself? When you waited. The, the funny thing about Vanessa's job is when she finished school, this is the kind of job she wanted. Did everything on earth. And today, even when she was not looking at it, it the, the most expensive things will come to your doorstep in your waiting. I'm telling you. Am I talking to the man of God? And he, he says, in waiting, possess ye your souls. Hold yourself up. Hold yourself up. Don't say something. Your, your speech can spoil your testimony. You are spoiling your testimony. You are destroying your what? Your testimony. Today I was sharing this with you. Yeah. I was sharing this with him at the side. I said, know that you are in the will of God. No. God is looking on. He's watching. All the things that look big, look at it. It's nothing to God. The sign that is nothing to God is that it's nothing to human beings. If someone owns 100 houses in Accra, a human being can own 100 houses. What is a chamber and hall to God? Did you understand what I said? No, I'm not a God. Human being 
who has flesh and blood, who can lie down tonight and not wake up? Boast that he has hundred houses. Then your God, is it Chimbai Hall that is a problem for him? That's the God we serve. Deep spirituality is the foundation on which you can wait on God. When deep down you are spiritual, the word of God, this thing, is in your heart. You believe it. You've taken it the way it is. You hold on to it. Your, your feelings don't change your talking. Your feelings don't change your talking. Your feelings don't change your action. But you are strong. Like the guy in the tunnel who knows that if you die is your own death. Yeah. There are times people have to hold on. Operation room. People who are shot. One movie I watched, they shot the guy. The guy was bleeding. Then his friend said, you have to hold on. The ambulance is coming. If you leave it, you die your own death. You have to hold that capacity of the mind to be strong in the face of stress. You say, I'll wait on the Lord. I will wait on the Lord. When you have trusted him for something, you've sown a seed for something, but it's not coming. And, he's, and you prayed and, and he said, I will do it. Ha. Huh. Look at the things God has brought us through. That should tell you that he will do it again. Has he not done it before? 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 He will do it again. Do you know what? The onus now lies on you and I. And that is why the word of God has come to us. Did I give you the set one? I said persistence. I will So you are going to be persistent. You are going to continue doing the good works. You are going to continue with determination. <laughs> you repeat your good behavior you will not give up on one day number six are you here Self-control. Have we looked at self-control? The requirement of patience. Self-control. Yeah, that's self-control. Job, curse God and die. Deny yourself. I won't open my mouth. No. Unya, unya, and pan, can you mouth be cano? 
Oh yes. Ugunyaya like Nema obe kache radeno. But self control is there. I'll keep. I won't say. I won't fool. I won't. That's the difference between Job and Job's wife. <laughs> but we all know Job's wife was a fool. What made her a fool? Because of her inability to control herself. Only be mad na we need to come. Ibiya kuiye. What is it? Only so some nyame. Na in social tuna. What Daniel will say, Ongeden, you should curse God and die. It means that he doesn't, she doesn't even want to see Job alive. Sometimes you feel like, say your mind and be free. In life, you learn that you don't, you don't speak your mind every time. You learn it. If you if you want to speak your mind every time, you 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 one day you speak it and you never be able to recover the damage. And you be beyond your kayadrin, sir. You don't see what you feel, you see what the word of God says. <clears throat> Are you here? The act of denying yourself. The act of what? Denying self. The act of controlling your impulses. That's self-control. People who control themselves, you say, he wants to say something, but it's okay. They are mastering the art. And if you are spiritual, you get to this point many times. This, this will be a spiritual person's challenge. To complain or to praise. Do you get it? A spiritual person, he can't mama. If you mama, God can't even kill you. So when you open your mouth, oh God, why? When? The impulse is question God. Why is it that 300 CDs is a big deal for me? Why is it that I can't even have 30 CDs to take Uber? That's what the impulses say do. But the word of God says that self-control. So, Father, thank you. But the thank you are saying is not in line with your emotions. How can a, hang- a hungry man say thank you? A sick man, say thank you. You are in a trotro from Winneba to Zongul, uh, Mad, what's name? Mangulin, and you are saying thank you. But because you have kept my word of patience, because you have been calm, because you have been what? Let's go through. Because you have been what? I hope you've learned something tonight. Consistent. No, let's start. Because you've been what? Calm. Collect. Composed. Constant. Diligent. Persistent. And self-controlled. 
because you have done this, now you can have the promise. Don't put a timeline on God. Else you'll be offended at God. One thing I'm realizing and one thing I'm learning is God cannot be boxed. God cannot be forced. God cannot be manipulated. He can't do anything. When he wants to show up, he will show up. And when he's ready, he will do it. If he's not ready, there's nothing you can do. So those who can't wait. Three people sit here. The boss is inside. He will see you soon. One person says, me, I came from Togo. I can't go. I'll sleep here. One person is sitting down. Eh? We've been here since morning. We've been here since morning. Eh? No respect for people. <laughs> Murmuring. Another person says, let me go and come. Wakes up, goes. The one memories it. Nonsense. Goes. Finally, boss comes. Back. Hello, sir. Sorry, I was in a meeting. Please come. What do you want? Three ladies are waiting on God in a church for a husband. One person gives up. One person backslides. Baby, the one in church stays. God shows up. God shows up. Remember, God works with his own time. According to the time of life, I will come. If God give you a season, he comes a time that he wants to come. Who can make God come again the second time? No. Can you man- manipulate? God is not like rain. Today they say they can do for rain to come down. He comes when he wants to. What I know is that he has promised to come. Vanessa, did you want a car earlier? Have you been hoping for a car? Did you pray? When you pray, they did come. The, the, the one minute to you get in your car, did you know you were going to get a car? That's God. The night before, did you see a vision? What did you do for the car to come? Nothing. You're just there. That's how your biggest breakthrough will land on your laps. That, that job will come to you. That marriage will come when you, are, when you don't even expect it. You don't have to worry. You don't have to worry. Lift your hands. I hope you've been blessed. I have a burden on my heart. I feel we need to understand this message. It's going to be the foundation of our prosperity. It's going to be the foundation of our blessing. We must grasp this message. I'm, I'm hoping on doing a camp on it. We must understand what patience is. Because it's a long journey. And nothing is going to happen in a day. Is this the time to be collecting raiment? Uh, Elisha asked Gehazi. Is this the time? 
the guy went ahead of his time. Double portion is coming. He says, I want a dress. Is this the time? Is this the time? Second Kings 5, 26. Is this the time? In God's time. It wasn't time. Gehazi messed his destiny up. If Gehazi had waited, sister, he would have maybe had a triple dimension. Elisha waited and got a double portion. Gehazi couldn't wait. If you are not able to wait for God, you will miss it. You will miss it. I was watching a, doc- a documentary on Bishop Ajinasari and they shot the prayers down and I saw that ah, when they entered the place was not like now the place is nice and everything they were, the, the block had not been plastered when they were having services the place had not been plastered ah, they, they waited on God they waited on God ah, when the man turned again from his chariot to meet him is it a time to receive money and to receive garments? Gehazi, God is preparing you for a door, a, an anointing. Look, the, the anointing that brought remains and garments and money to Elisha that he had even rejected was the same anointing that was coming to Gehazi so that he would have that in abundance. But the guy's heart could not wait. listening to this podcast visit www.christaboundinglove.com and our social media handles at the christ abounding love church for more audio messages and details on all upcoming conferences god bless you